Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. No, yeah, it is election season, and that means, well, silly season. Mm-hmm. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, joined in studio now by John Rust. He is trying, trying his very best to run for United States Senate on the Republican side. John, big day for you yesterday. You turned in your signatures, and you... uh you exceeded all audience expectations. Yes, I turned in over 17,000 signatures, over 11,000 verified, almost 2,000 more verified than Jim Banks. Congratulations. Uh, that must have felt like a pretty big moment for you, uh, oh. being what you had to go through just to have the ability to get those signatures turned in. Yes. Oh, it was a huge deal. It was a huge deal going out and getting the signatures. You know, you know. for instance, in Jim Banks' own district, I have more signatures than he does yeah. in, the, in the third congressional district. So I think that shows people are sick of career politicians. They want an outsider and hopefully they want a farmer. Well, okay, so let's talk about this for a second because we still don't even know whether we like you or not. I mean, you seem nice enough as a guy, but we don't know whether we like you as a candidate or not because we have had to go through all of this just ridiculousness for you to even be able to run for public office and whether it's this lawsuit which you've won in round one at the at the lower court on this stupid republican primary voting rule or now these ridiculous signature numbers you've either got to be a wealthy person like you or a career politician like jim banks to have a chance to get on the ballot to run for Senate or governor in this state. Well, and that's why they're trying to keep me off the ballot, because I'll be a real conservative in Washington, D.C. I will not be beholden to Mitch McConnell. When I go there, I will be working for Hoosiers. I won't be working, you know, for the party elite. How did you get, so you said 17,000, you turned in 11,000 verified. I mean, that's probably way beyond the threshold that they'll even challenge to try to keep you. Oh, I, I believe they will be challenging and challenging hard because I think they're very embarrassed by the numbers that I have so many more than banks. That's a lot. It's, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a huge amount. And so I suspect they're going to be do, doing some dirty tricks to try to. So, you know, take, so to, let's let's walk through this for a second, though, because I, I want people to understand how difficult this is. Give us an idea of how how you got uh, the process of getting 11,000 signatures and tell us how much you think it cost you to get 11,000 signatures. You have to go, you know, door to door. You have um, paid professionals that go door to door asking for, you know, signatures and, you know, they explain my positions and will you support John Russ to be on the ballot? And, you know, many times they'll say yes. You know, sometimes they'll say no. But what I found is it was actually easy because people were so sick of political outsiders when they heard, you know, for instance, in the third congressional district, when you're going door to door, People were saying, yes, we're sick of him. He's just done it for his career. We want someone that'll work for What do you think it costs? What do you think it costs you to do this? Oh, I think it probably costs several hundred thousand dollars. Ah, see, we've Mm -hmm. talked about this before. And that is, whether it's you, obviously you are blessed because you you have a successful business, family business, et cetera. But unless you're someone like Jim Banks who can curry favor as a politician and get donations from interested parties, shall we say, in you being there or somebody like you the bear, it's almost impossible for for anybody else to even be able to run well and that's the rules and i think the rules should probably be changed going forward but i wanted to play by the rules myself because i don't want people to say well i'm just suing my way on the ballot i went out and got the signatures and i worked my butt off to get them i think that's very important what do you uh what do you think is going to change going forward with that though I don't I don't know. But, you know, my own opinion is I think personally um, candidates should be required to gather the signatures themselves door to door. I don't think it's sh- and I think it should probably be a lower number that, you know, it, that is reasonable. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, because otherwise it's just, you know, going out and, yeah. you know, 
hiring people to it's a consultant business. Right. It's a it's a it's a giveaway to the con, to the con, and I've done this, Casey. We talked about this before yeah. in 2016. It's horrible. Like it is it is so hard to be able to get these signatures. You got to have a team of people, and it's not like a team of volunteers. It's a team of because he's right. You got to go to some obscure. Right, because I, I, I did both. I did paid, and I did a lot of volunteers. And, you know, we still have people actually churning in signatures, I think, today in some counties. We won't be able to get them into the Secretary of State's office, but, I mean, people are, you know, knocking on doors for me yet today. Are you looking forward to getting, to moving past this and being able to talk about policy and what you want to do? Yes. You know, just as of yesterday, I believe at 4 p.m., I am now officially a candidate for the Republican Party there we for go. the United States Senate. So. so let's talk about the John Russ is our guest. He's running for United States Senate as of right now he's running on the republican side your court date with the with the indiana supreme court is because the state has challenged this judge's ruling that is allowing you to run is it february the 12th february 12th 9 a.m so that's what a a week from yesterday so monday Mm -hmm. um do you have any look if you read the tea leaves it seems like they're they're in your favor, the starting the game in your favor because they didn't stay the they they didn't uh, right. stay the ruling by the judge. The judge's ruling that you can run is the ruling in effect. They give you any inclination? Have your attorneys given you any inclination on when the the state supreme court's going to rule on this? Because, like you said, you've the judges ruled you can run. You got the signatures. You can run. You're a candidate. What are they going to do, uncandidate you? That just seems very unlikely. Yes, if they take me off the ballot, and we believe there will be a decision reached Monday afternoon. Oh, you think mm-hmm. it'll be that fast? That'll be, it, will, it will be that fast. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And so they would, you know, if they remove me, it'll be just like, you know, what Colorado and Maine's trying to do to Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, just take me off the ballot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on the ballot today. I am an official candidate today. So the Supreme Court, if they take me off the ballot, they will be, I think, going against the will of Hoosier voters, you know, because I met the signature threshold. I would think that that would leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth in regard to Jim Banks. Well, it's disenfranchising 81% of Hoosier voters if they take me off the ballot, and I just can't believe they would do that. Yeah. Regardless of whether they like you and want you to be, you know, their next representative, their next senator, I mean, people still want you to have the ability, the choice. Right, and I I played by the rules. I went out and did the signature thing hard. I mean, we, we went to every county in the state of Indiana, you know, getting signatures, and that was important to me. It's just important that... You know, we have candidates that work for it, not just, you know, try to buy something. I'm working for it hard. Let's talk about you for a second, because I, I people have very short memories in politics, Casey. It's mm-hmm. wild. So the big thing against you is, and I see this from all the establishment people, is you're a Democrat. You're some sort of Soros plant. And you're just there by the Democrats to disrupt Jim Banks' coronation. Here's the crazy thing, though. Your voting record is almost identical to Mike Braun's, who is now a sitting U.S. senator who is likely to be the next Republican governor from the state of Indiana. Your voting record in a primary is almost identical to his. And his excuse at the time was, well, I didn't have any Republicans to vote for in my local election. So if I wanted to pick my sheriff or city council or whatever, I had to vote for these people. And yet with you, you're a George Soros plant. It's so wild when they like somebody, how the excuse the excuse train is out in full force. When they don't, you're a you're a you're a Manchurian candidate. Well, I have a hundred percent record of only ever supporting Republican candidates ever in my entire life from the nineteen nineties. And by on. supporting, do you mean financially? Financially supporting, right. Okay. And you know, I did vote in Democratic primaries back in the day, and that was for people that I went to church with or, you know, that were relatives. Mm-hmm. You know, it was never I never voted for Democrats in the fall elections ever. In my well, they also talk about growing the party, though, Casey. And this is why I just find this crazy. They're always like, we're a big tent. We need more people in. Well, they're going to they say this guy shouldn't be able to run for public office 
because he's the exact same they thing they claim to want, which is we want Democrats and independents to come over and be Republicans. This guy says, okay. And they go, no, 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 you you can't run. Everybody but you because you're challenging Jim Banks. Well, you know, I mean, people like David McIntosh back in the 1990s called me, you know, he would call me on the phone when he was asking for money and I would give it to him. He said, I'm a good Republican then. Yeah. You know, it, it's just changes when you want to run for your office yourself. And I think that's the problem with the establishment GOP in Indiana is, you know, they'll take money from ordinary people who are working for the party. But when we try to run, we get slapped down hard because we're, they can't control us. Uh, John Ross, our guest, a couple minutes left with him. So um, let's say the Supreme Court rules Monday and it's your anticipation that they will probably rule Monday that you can stay on the ballot which is 100% the right thing then we get to figure out whether we like you or not as a candidate what uh, and by the way everybody should be cheerleading for you to win Democrat Republican independent apathetic whatever because it's 80% of the state is ineligible to run right now uh, under the under the old ruling that's the case that, you could, that I won yes yeah, that you yeah. won right yes. so 80% of people Casey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are ineligible to participate in the political process right. which is that's that's totally ridiculous well and like you've been saying all week long uh put your name in place yeah. of John Russ yeah. because that is what they're saying to yeah. every Hoosier. Is- yeah, you're like our rich uncle friend who's going to do all the work for us, and we're very happy, and we want you at all of our birthday <laughs> parties going forward. Yeah, I mean, you really are doing a service, though, because it's your money on the line here, but it will help, you know, five million people. Yes, well, that's why I'm doing this. You know, my family, we got where we are by working for Hoosiers, providing a low-cost food, you know, for millions of Americans. We feed 15 million people a day. And I think that's the experience I'm going to bring to the United States Senate. It's it's the real life experience. It's the real world experience. And that's what's missing. These career politicians, they have lost sense of it. You know, Jim Banks, you know, it's not what eating dinner with a fancy lobbyist somewhere in D.C. The real world is the checkout counter at Walmart mm-hmm. when you're checking out. That's And that's I know that. And that's what I want to bring to Washington, D.C. So if you hear uh, go forth uh, with that well-befitting manhood from the Supreme Court on Monday, what's next? Um, You know, I'm placing my ads out there. I have billboards out there. We're putting, you know, direct mail out there. I'm writing a book. The book will be published, you know, in a week. Oh, that explains all my positions so that people know that I'm 100% you know, for a border wall from the Pacific Ocean to the Gulf of Mexico. I am so sick of career politicians that campaign on border security and say, oh, we're going to throw a billion dollars for 50 miles of fence. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. You have to build the complete entire border wall. And I am sick of career politicians who just campaign on it and never do it. Jim Banks in 2017 was calling for an influx of immigration to Indiana. He was. He In 2017, he said we needed an influx of immigrants. He certainly got his wish. We have had over 8 million illegals enter since Jim Banks spoke those words. All right, so here's the deal, Rust. We hope you win on Monday, and we're cheerleading for you. And then once you win, then we'll bring you back on, and we'll start grilling you on your position to find out if right. we like you as a candidate or not. How about that? Absolutely. I love that. Thank I get, you so See, much. all the time, you're like, your buddy, John Rust. I said, I don't know if Rust is my buddy Exactly. Yet. He's got to be able to run before I find out if he's my buddy. John Rust, where can people uh, learn more about what, what you're doing? Uh, please go to rust2024.com, R-U-S-T-2024.com. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you for coming in. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 W. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 
tired of hearing Rob talk about all the bad news? Time to find your happy place. Yes. Turn that frown upside down. It's time for Shitting Rainbows <laughs> with Rob. Oh, wow. The response was so good yesterday. <laughs> it was uh... It was like Beatles-esque mm-hmm. at the uh, applause that we received for this new segment. So if you are, uh, it is the Kendall and Casey show. My name is Rob. That is Casey. Mm-hmm. And if you're you're uh, didn't if you didn't listen yesterday, um, oh, late last week, our bosses came to me and laid out in very diplomatic fashion. Mm-hmm. You are amongst the best we have ever heard at taking problems of this country to task Mm -hmm. and citing the problems and calling the politicians out. However, you excel at that. Yeah. And with our bosses, there's always a, however, they never just leave it at. You're great. (laughs) There's a, but there's always a, however, however, you suck at pointing out the positive in the world. (laughs) And so we're, we're going to not even challenge. We're going to force you. Yeah. uh, One segment, a, a show, to, and I have to find it because you do the template, but yeah. I have to find one story that I believe is positive and I can't be negative throughout any portion of the segment. Yeah. And if you do turn negative, we get to zap you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, just a clarification. I only agreed to do the segment if we could name the title. Uh, what we named it? Yes. With Rob. <laughs> And bleep the and bleep the thing, uh-huh. and I said I will do that because that will make me chuckle each time and put me in a in a, in good, a good mood. mood. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So today you have picked this story, and I agree. This is nice. Indiana recorded a record number of organ transplants in 2023. Yeah, WTHR had the the story, and last year 1,134 organ transplants took place. Now you would assume. Um, the overwhelming majority of those that, by the way, that's, um, th- they apparently 800 and, uh, 989 lives were saved because of this, mm-hmm. uh, according to the Indiana donor network, 17% increase in yeah. terms of total donations from the previous year. And you would assume the majority of these are people who have passed away and have made it clear via their uh, state issued driver's license that I wish to be an organ donor. I am one of those. And uh, I think this is phenomenal that kind of the last gift that you give uh, while you're, you know, you're, you have physically are no longer on this earth, but you're still, you know, he, I mean, you're, you're physically still on this earth, even though your, your spirit is gone, is that you, you can say, take these from me and help someone else and, and help someone else have a great life, hopefully. And I uh, would encourage everyone. I mean, what do you need them for? Yeah. You're dead. You're not going to use them anymore. It's not like we're taking them from live people. It's the ultimate paying it forward. Right. Isn't I mean, it? And that is, um, it costs nothing. It, it takes nothing from you. You're obviously gone by the time this happens. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just uh, I just want to strongly encourage everybody. And look, everybody's got their own reasoning behind things. But talk about that uh, with your family. Make sure your family knows. Even if you have it on your driver's license, make sure that they know that you wish to to do that. I mean, when you think about 989 people got to live because people made selfless sacrifices, I uh, I just think that's absolutely phenomenal. So they say that it's important to know that despite your age or your medical history, you can sign up to be an organ donor 
One organ donor can save eight lives. One tissue donor can heal more than 75 other people. And if you're a cornea donor, it can restore sight for two people. So there's multiple ways you can do this. You can go uh, check yes when you're asked at the BMV. You can sign up online and you can even say yes on the health app on your iPhone or iPad. Lots of ways to do it. And side note that I wanted to share with everybody since we're talking about this. Did you see the story about that former Trump official? His name was Mike Gill and he was shot from a carjacking in Washington, D.C. This happened on Thursday and just yesterday the uh, mainstream media was reporting that he had passed away. Well, in fact, he was already in critical condition on Thursday when he was shot, right. but he was an organ donor. Yeah. And so he was on life support for a few extra days until they found people who that's were great. going to take his organs. Nah, that's a, I mean, it's obviously horrific that that happened to him. Yeah. But it's, part of you then lives on with that, uh, with that person and the people that you will be able to help. And uh, so I just encourage everybody to, if you haven't done it yet, mm-hmm. you know, talk it over with your family and, and uh, whoever else you need to do. And, and please consider doing that to help, to help other people. All right. Good positive segment, Rob. We no appreciate zaps. that. No zaps. no zaps. That was great. Okay. One other thing I wanted to mention, uh, did you see Donald Trump claiming, and this is not part of the uh, itting rainbows with Rob segment. So you can go ahead and say oh, what you want to say. Fabulous. Uh, Donald Trump, claiming that he looks like Elvis Presley (laughs) and people have been saying for many years that they look alike Uh and then he posted that picture of himself side by side with Elvis Presley. I can see a few similarities but they don't look alike. Um, Look, Not doppelgangers. Let's let's just be clear whether you, and I know many, many people love Trump's politics and love, you know, what he stands for. Donald Trump is not a good looking man. (laughs) Let's just let's have just. Have you seen how much Baron looks like him? Oh my too? goodness! I'm, it's so funny you said that because I'm, I'm, wow. I, I was somewhere in the I don't know. It must have been YouTube or Twitter vortex yesterday, and somebody had a video of of Baron Trump throughout the years, growing, aging. Yes, because what is he? He's like eighteen or nineteen mm-hmm. years old now. I think he's eighteen. He's a legit giant. Oh yeah, he's like how tall is he? Six five? Oh, he's got to be taller than that. Let's see here. If only there were a thing at our fingertips where we could look something up on the ready. Boy, those that would really be helpful here. Oh boy, there sure is. How tall is Baron? Six seven. Six. I would have thought he was taller than that actually, but that gives you an idea though. Think about that. That's like Donald Trump is tall and he towers over him. Well, yeah, but think. Okay, so let's put this in comparison. Michael Jordan was 6'6", mm-hmm. and he looked small on an NBA basketball court. Mm-hmm. It was basically the same height as Baron Trump, and that dude looks like a giant. Yeah. That gives you an idea of how big the NBA guys actually actually are. Uh, however, so full circle on this, Donald Trump, not a good-looking man. <laughs> Elvis Presley, one of the most beautiful people. I mean, I'm talking like in his prime, Elvis, like say 55 to comeback special well no even early jumpsuit elvis was a beautiful man i mean mm-hmm. so, so, so let's say through 72 one of the most you know i mean I, look i'm a man i'm a heterosexual man but i'm not afraid to admit that you know elvis presley was a sharp looking cat mm-hmm. and probably didn't have any trouble getting a date for saturday night donald I, trump wants you to think he's a good looking man I, he's beautiful yeah i don't uh, i don't think these two mm-hmm. really i uh, just don't you know i mean maybe maybe heavy towards the end elvis and trump mm-hmm. maybe but uh, i don't think so you're not buying army it. army or movie elvis no dice it's kendall and casey you're listening to 93 wibc Lucy in the sky.
835 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we started off the show talking about what a turd that border bill is. And we're going to circle back and let you know that it's going down the toilet as a lot of uh, senators are saying they're going to block that border deal. Well, it's ironic that Kev, with his death wish, decided to play Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds because everybody knows. And this is, I mean, this is the... The depths to which the Beatles went to when composing their highly meaningful music. I mean, everybody knows Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, LSD. Mm-hmm. That was a, their little Code. fun jab mm-hmm. there. And uh, that's what you would have had to have been on to support this border bill <laughs> is a bunch of LSD. Mm-hmm. And so now Thune, who is the John Thune, uh, he's from one of the Dakotas. I always forget which one it is. South Dakota. South Dakota. Uh, he's the number two guy in the Senate basically said, hey, uh, Schumer trying to schedule this thing to start debate on Wednesday, not going to work, and that's uh, making a bunch of our members angry, so we're going to block the debate beginning on the border deal. Yeah, so Thune, he's the whip, right? Isn't it his job to whip them all into voting? And at this time, not voting. Well, he should be whipped for trying to get anybody to vote for this thing. I mean, they had to know. Like, they had to know that the moment this thing came out, the base of the Republican Party, mm-hmm. the core of the Republican Party, was never going to stand for this. And it is another example of how these Republicans in the Senate are totally out of step with regular people. They're totally out of step with average Americans. And this legislation does not reflect what regular people want. Ukraine has nothing to do with the border. Israel has nothing to do with the border. You know what has to do with the border? The border (laughs) has to do with the border and the actual components related to the border in this bill, which is less than half the bill, are not very good. Those are bad as well. I think it's really interesting, though, that Senator Thune, in all of his wisdom, said that he thinks it's unlikely because members want more time to evaluate it. No, it's unlikely because it stinks. Yeah, They've read through what they need to see, and they're ready to say, no, thank you. And this is what I don't understand. And, I, you know, I'm not even going to pretend to try to get into the head of Chuck Schumer. but (laughs) Please don't. Or McConnell. Mm -hmm. But how does this play out for you guys? If the goal is to get – I mean, it is clear the goal is to get Ukraine money. And what they have determined is there's no way for us to make this work with Ukraine – other than to try to jam this thing with a border bill. So screw it. We're working in cahoots together. Again, uniparty, no difference. McConnell and Schumer, and they both have the the support of their rank and file, are more interested in funding Ukraine. They're about to give more money. Mike Lee laid this out, Senator from Utah yesterday. They're about to give more money to Ukraine than the entire budget for the Marine Corps mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. They're about to give Ukraine more than the Marines. Right. Proving once again that they hate America. Yes. So Lindsey Graham said that he looks forward to the amendment process to try and improve the bill. Uh, The only way they're going to improve it (laughs) is if they take it and do that. It it would be one thing. Good job on the sound. Yeah, good job on the sound effects. Thank you. Um, It would be one thing if you said, "Okay, Rob, here is an A plus border bill that will guarantee securing the border." And long-term sustainability of being able to control who comes in and out of the country and swiftly deal with people who break that law. This bill doesn't do that. If you had a bill that did that, 
I still would not support this bill because this is in no way related to Ukraine. Ukraine is Ukraine, and Israel is Israel, and the border is the border. However, I think you would get more people who could be strong-armed into supporting the thing, but everybody knows this isn't going to actually secure the border because neither side actually wants the border secure. No, they don't. Okay, so Donald Trump issued a challenge yesterday to Joe Biden. He said that he's uh, ready to debate. He'd like to debate now because he thinks it would be good for the country. Joe Biden has finally responded. Oh, does he know he's responded? Does he <laughs> Does somebody does he tell remember? him to respond? Uh, well, listen to what he had to say. If I were him, I'd want to debate me too. Is that self-deprecating? <laughs> no, it means he knows he's an old kook and his mind is so far gone that he doesn't have the self-restraint not to say whatever pops into his head. Mm-hmm. They, had to, they had to let him know. He he challenged you to debate. Don't wanna, know if you're aware of I'd this. I'd want to debate me too. Yeah, I'd want to debate me too. Uh, okay, so the Biden administration apparently fearing that those photos from a special counsel from the classified document probe could really hurt their reelection bid. And this is because of the way they handled those documents. This is still ongoing, by the way. I know we haven't talked about it in a while. It kind of it kind of got a little quiet on that front, but this is still a thing. And it's, you know, being brought back look, up. Look, all I'm going to say is, we talked about this earlier, it looks like Trump's going to get out of the Georgia thing because the Fanny, what you talk about Willis, is a total disaster. Mm-hmm. And she may end up going to prison herself. The the uh, election interference thing is already on hold and no plans for that to resume anytime soon. So he's ch- he's got three needles he's got to thread. Mm-hmm. He's already thread, it looks like, the first two. Now the Jack Smith guy, who knows what's going to go on with that. But you're right, Biden's not all that invested in that going forward because he's just as bad as Trump. Right. I mean, he had those classified documents which were carried over from when he was vice president and he stored them in his garage and boxes next to his car. Not a good look. This song sucks. I'm sorry. It just, it sucks. Okay. Am I wrong? It sucks. So Patrick Mahomes' dad, Patrick Mahomes Sr. Not even an acknowledgement. He, uh, he got himself in a little bit of trouble, and we'll talk about that coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. IBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. My name is Casey and Rob is here. And you know, Rob, this weekend, there's a big football game. Oh, So all week long, I've been trying to find some football stories to get us all excited. It's for very the game. mom of you. You is know that? That's really? a very mom. It's a very mom approach. Is it kind of thematic? Uh-huh. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, well, today I really didn't have a problem finding a story and it's about Patrick Mahomes Sr. Now, I don't know if you were aware, <laughs> yes, I'm but very aware. He, was a pol- he was pulled over. <laughs> 
over yes. for having an open can of Coors, <laughs> Coors beer on the dash, and uh, he got his third DUI. So his son, third. third. So his son going for his third Super Bowl ring, and his father going for his third DUI. Okay, so this is crazy because so Patrick Mahomes' dad mm-hmm. was a great baseball player. Now. He, he by great I mean he he rose to level he was in the major leagues he was not Nolan Ryan but he, he there ain't no bad players in the major leagues Casey mm-hmm. and his and his dad pitched for the the Twins and the Cubs maybe some other teams in in the nineties and like I said he was a you know a mediocre professional baseball player but you know only the best make it to the pros and so it's not like you'll see this a lot with these great pro athletes where it's like the water boy father you know where these pro athletes have these parents that are just completely ridiculous with Patrick Mahomes dad it's like Dude, your dad played professional sports and had a whole bunch of money. Shouldn't he have his act together more than he does? Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently not. Either that or he thought he was above the law. Now, there could be one other option. At one point, Texas did have an open container law. It's been changed since, I believe, 2001. So 2001, Casey. How long ago was that? <laughs> how, you think you think it's Patrick Mahomes' dad was like, I don't remember what the law is. What, what? It, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't as though they changed it last week, Casey. It's been a while. So he was pulled over in Tyler, Texas, and uh, he got out. He was held at the Smith County Jail on a $10,000 bond, and uh, he slept overnight in the jail. He was bonded out on Sunday. Uh-huh. But he is allowed to go to the Super Bowl, despite this uh, DUI arrest, but he can't get drunk in the VIP box. <laughs> so they've, they've put some stipulations on him. Uh, that family is a train wreck. When you look at the dad and then the brother, there's all sorts of, I mean, the litany of things on the brother. It is amazing because Patrick Mahomes seems like a pretty good dude. Not only is he the best football player mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. he seems like a pretty decent down to earth. Uh, look, I'm sure in his darkest moments, like any of us, you'd go, wow, what a jerk. But on the surface, at least he seems like a pretty kind of private Good dude, good dad, good husband. And then everything around him is just a train wreck. Somebody has to be the adult in the room. Right. I suppose. And it's amazing that given that chaotic, the chaotic influences around him that he seems, he being Patrick Mahomes, seems to have a pretty good existence and be a pretty good guy. And he's still able to focus at such a high level. Uh, you know, for the games that he plays. Let's talk about something, though, that has always been a mystery to me. So whether it's this guy, Patrick Mahomes Sr., or whether whether it's Jim Ursay, you see this all the time where these rich, powerful people mm-hmm. who have every resource available to them under the sun get a DUI. Yeah. How is it possible when you have the money of a – now, Jim Ursay didn't get a DUI. He wasn't drinking. It was – pills i believe was you know his thing but same thing you know driving while inebriated intoxicated under the influence whatever you want to call it no business driving mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. how get, is, get a driver right get how an is, uber how is it if you're if you have jim mercy's money or you know patrick mahomes dad mm-hmm. clearly he it's not like he has some estranged relationship with this kid he goes to the games right he, you know he, he's very involved he was rich himself uh, as a professional athlete these people have all these resources why are you driving yourself anywhere? Yeah, completely lacking responsibility or better decision making, I guess. Or they just don't think that Is it arrogance? Is that it? That's what I'm thinking. How does Jim Ursa even drive a car, period, Casey? 
Why does Jim Mersey drive a car? He, he doesn't need to. He could ride around. You could, I, I mean, you wouldn't do this, but you could have an Uber follow you around 24-7. But what, they have- A limo. Uh, there's a guy, <laughs> okay, so I know for a fact they have their pilots that fly the planes because one of the guys who used to be a pilot uh, is a member at the golf course where I work and tells stories all the time. Mm-hmm. So you have- Somebody who flies the planes for you, personal mm-hmm. people, dedicated people who fly the planes for you, but you don't have somebody who's a dedicated driver for you? Well, they should. So Patrick Mahomes Sr., he's allowed to travel freely despite this arrest. Uh, he's been banned from drinking alcohol or taking illegal drugs as part of this agreement, uh, but he also has to show up at the Smith County uh, Probation Office Monday morning to meet with his probation officer for further instructions. So he'll go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. He then will have to leave the Super Bowl, fly back to his residence, and meet with his probation officer. And find out what he can and can't do going forward. I wonder... You gotta gotta permanently take somebody's license if they got three DUIs. You gotta put that person if indeed he's convicted of it. Obviously everyone's presumed innocent until proven guilty. But if indeed he is convicted of it... After the third one. You got, I mean, come on. You, he's got to do serious jail time, and you got to pull that person's license, and they can never drive again. Period. End of story. I, I am, uh, you know, we, we talked about this before. Like, at this, I am at the phase of my existence where I simply just don't drink outside of my house. It's not worth it. It's just not. It's not. I mean, I'm not at the phase of my life anymore where I can sleep in a parking garage for six hours and sleep it off like I used to be able to. But it is like, I was always super cognizant of this when I was an elected official, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going down on a DUI. Mm-hmm. If I'm going down, I'm going down on something worthwhile, Casey. Right. It's going to be something better than that. Yeah, uh, I just, it for just, sure. It, it blows my mind that people with, if I'm willing to sleep in a parking garage, Casey, mm-hmm. and subject myself to who knows what. These people who have infinite money can't even pay somebody to drive them around? Well, and you have to wonder, did Patrick, like, have a talk with him? Like, Dad, come on. I've got enough on my mind. He shouldn't have to. Why are you doing this to me right before the Super Bowl? He shouldn't have to. It is, it's it's arrogance. It's narcissism. You see this when these politicians get, you know, get these things. It, it is just, uh, I, it just amazes me that people who have all these resources, first of all, don't be doing it, period. But it's even worse when you're somebody who has infinite money mm-hmm. or, you know, people, how many people would raise their hand and be like, oh, I can hang out with Patrick Mahomes' dad? Cool, dude. I'll drive you around and sit there with you for the evening. There would be people lined up the door to do that because he's a former professional athlete. Well, and it sounds like maybe he has a problem, um, but he won't be able to celebrate if the Chiefs win in the usual manner. Yeah. Because he's being told that he can't partake. So hopefully he'll be able to stick Do to it. Do not drink and drive. If you drink, don't drive. If you drink, sit there for an hour or two hours or whatever it takes and drink your water and get, it is not <laughs> worth it. Have a loaf of bread, sober I up. mean, my goodness. It is yeah. a real, the, the, the art of the sober, Casey, you mm-hmm. will back me up on this. It is a real talent to be able yeah. to, to kind of thread that, thread that needle. Thread that needle. You got to get there though, especially uh, don't get behind What's the What's the most you ever drank? Oh, you know, uh, at one point I was part of the Centurion Club. What is that? 
Isn't that where you drink a uh, hundred beers in a hundred minutes or something? There's no way you know. drank a hundred beers it's in a hundred minutes. It's something, or you take a hundred sips, or it's something like that. You don't that. even know what you did. No, That's I, how drunk you were. Well, you don't even know what you did. We're talking the nineties. I Rob. did something. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I did something. I drank too much. That's for sure. And we've completely reversed that, and we're trying to undo all of that damage. Yeah. And look at you now. I know. Look at me now. Um. Okay. So that's going to do it for us today. We have one more story, but we'll save it for tomorrow. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.